Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have my friend from Woodstock. (laughs) Holland Stout, my co-host, top of question. Who's that? uh, (laughs) She's dressed Woodstock style today. What a great show uh, lined up for you. Yes, believe. I like that. I do. Um, Can give you some news in the horse world. uh, And uh, then we're going to take it over to Dr. Kayot, who's going to join us on the phone from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And we're going to talk a little bit about foals, do's and don'ts. So when you have that foal, the things you should do and the things it's better if you don't do. Then we're going to have David Jay with us for a few segments. Before the show started, he told me all this really cool stuff, like before I lived in America, well, actually, right before I lived in America, and then after I moved here, I was a big fan of Wonder Woman. In fact, I have a costume. Yes. Actually, I have several costumes. But anyway, I was a big fan of Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, back to like that. Oh, my gosh. And Mm -hmm. he told me really cool things about knowing her and teaching her to ride and everything. It was just so exciting. So it'll be lovely to have him with us and um, chat about some of the really, really interesting people that he's taught to ride in some of his adventures. Uh, and we're going to close out the show today with Jessica Lynn from Earth Song Ranch. She was unable to join us last week um, by phone, but we're going to talk about how you can keep your barn buddy, your horse's barn buddy, that would be your dog, uh, healthy with holistic and homeopathic methods, uh, diet, supplements, and that <coughs> sort of thing. So we've got a good lineup. We're going to start with the news. Officials at Santa Anita told the Thoroughbred Daily News that they're remaining very optimistic about running soon. And I did get a message from a friend of mine in California to say they will be running soon. Um, having received, uh, not received official approval from the local county health officials, but um, a lot of the businesses, even though they're not officially reopening, um, will be exceptions. And Santa Anita's actually not held any racing since March 27th. Um, the stay-at-home order uh, in California was extended until July, possibly August, um, but it looks like uh, we will be able to at least have uh, racing back at Santa Anita, which will be exciting. Uh, Spendthrift Farm, first-year sires and multiple grade one winners, Omaha Beach, and Vina Rosso, both of which I met, wonderful horses, amazing horses, will shuttle to Australia, the farm announced, along with its Southern Hemisphere roster and fees for 2020. Uh, it's a big vote of confidence in the Victorian breeding industry and i um, very excited to send over two very popular and valuable stud prospects. So safe travels to them and I hope they have a, uh, a wonderful time. I guess that's what they have, a wonderful time, right? Mm. <laughs> I know they have a lovely life with Spendthrift who takes incredible care of their horses. So they'll go back and forth? Yeah, they shuttle for the, when but the breeding season's over here, they go to Australia and then when it's breeding season's back, they come back just like Pharaoh and, and some of the other horses. I wonder what their stud fees are. I know, Google it. Thoroughbred right. stallions born in the United <laughs> States from 2020 will be allowed to cover only 140 brood mares a year, the Jockey Club announced. Uh, the club has adopted this new rule around breeding in response to concerns and the narrowing of the diversity of the thoroughbred gene pool in the U.S. 
So I'm all for that. Uh, very good news. Last week we told you um, about Juan Matute. Um, he is in stable condition. Emergency surgery uh, happened May 6th and 9th to stop a brain bleed. The 22-year-old was airlifted to the hospital uh, after collapsing and falling unconscious. So far, so good. So um, he is stable at the moment and prayers to all of his family and everyone connected for him to continue making a um, very, very fast recovery. Uh, we hope to see him back on his horse in no time at all. Uh, with the U.S. Equestrian Federation's ban on competition set to expire June 1st, there are lots of questions about how horseshoe shows will, uh, what they'll look like, what they'll be like um, when they begin again. Mary Babick, the uh, U.S. Hunter Jumper Association president, addressed a lot of those questions on May the 6th on a Zoom call. Uh, lots of questions about how the shows will uh, what kind of new measures they'll take, safety measures and things like that. Will there be spectators or not? Um, all sorts of questions out there. Um, and they are they're trying to answer all of those. Uh, one of the things is paramedics will not be required at premier shows. They'll still have an EMT. Um, food stands will be able to offer prepackaged foods or no food at all. Um, and they'll, of course, let people know ahead of time if there is not going to be food on the grounds. Um, so just some things, sanitizing, you know, extra hygiene, hand washing, um, and possibly removing some classes where it requires the judge to be in very close contact with the exhibitor. Um, so they may eliminate some of those uh, classes just to keep everybody as safe as possible. And um, one of those, I guess, is the modeling confirmation hunter and pony hunter classes that may possibly be eliminated. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Um, Babic did show a presentation from an infectious disease specialist um, highlighting guidelines for lots of safe practices. So we hope to see uh, the horse shows back happening. And I thought this was really cool. And this is my last note in the news, you'll like this. The human facial recognition ability of horses were put to a test in a study in France. And they can. Horses are able to recognize their caregivers by looking at a photograph of their face, even some they haven't seen in months or years, they found in research. While horses readily recognize their caregivers in the flesh, the findings of this new study show that they appear to grasp photographs as being a symbolic representation of those familiar individuals. I like that. That mm -hmm. warmed my heart. <laughs> uh, in humans, the memory of a face can be absolutely remarkable and can last for years and years and years. Even with aging, people often will recognize somebody they've met before. Um, There's something about it that you yes, recognize. Yes, absolutely. Considering the lifespan of a horse between 25 and 30 years, and particularly regarding any previous studies on the horse's ability to memorize information, it would be reasonable to think that a horse could remember information for a period of several months the researchers reported. That assumption proved to be correct, and the study done in France um, showed that horses can remember a keeper's face six months after having seen the person. The study involved 11 three-year-old Welsh mares who were trained to use a touchscreen in a facial recognition oh test that the researchers developed. The horses approached the screen voluntarily and launched the test with a touch of their nose. I think this would have been great to watch. I would have loved to have watched this. Um, in the training phase, they had two photographs um, presented at the same time. And then when they went on to the real thing, again, they did that. They rotated in a stranger randomly with the picture. And the test proved that they recognized the person that was their 
either present keeper or former keeper up to six months prior. So I thought that was rather neat. Apparently it the horses cool. learned very fast. And, uh, and they I have to great. learn fa fast. And I always said that they never forget anything. And they no, don't. You're right. Anything, anything they've learned or anything that you've taught them, they remember forever. It's, so it's true. just where it puts in their brain, I guess. I know. Isn't that neat? Mm -hmm. I thought that was just a neat study. That was a mm -hmm. fun one. I'm not sure why it was Welsh mares, but maybe that's what they had available for the testing. But I love to hear that. So that was great. Um, a couple of quick mentions. Uh, New Millennium Realty uh, is our go-to for your residential or farm sales and listings. Um, I am a realtor. I have my license listed with New Millennium Realty and uh, Brian Cox does an absolutely fantastic job. So quick mention and also I'm going to have some photos for you next week of um, the all new coming soon Equusin uh, on College Parkway. Very excited that they are their renovations are moving forward very well indeed. And that vintage equine themed hotel is going to be absolutely beautiful and super affordable for family and friends coming to visit you. And hopefully we'll be back to lots of visits soon as we return to a new normal in this reopening phase that we're in in Ocala. And I'm very thankful we have a great mayor here and with great authorities. And uh, it looks like we're moving in the right direction positively in phase one. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital talking about foals. Stay with us. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. My family says I'm obsessed with my horses. That's because you You are gotta watch the What? No. No, I'm not. Your Facebook page has more photos of more horses than us. And you have names for horses you don't even own yet, like David Hasselhoof. Yeah, because that's a great name. You even talk to us like we're horses. Whoa! All right, smile, everyone. Say sugar cubes. Sugar, sugar cubes. So maybe I'm a little passionate. But that's only because my horses mean so much to me. They're so much more than just pets. They're my therapist. Sometimes I feel like people just don't get me the way horses do. My exercise partners. My best friends. And these best friends won't steal my high school boyfriend at senior prom like Stacy did. <sighs> It's okay. Mommy's not mad at you, Sylvester Stallion. Because my horses are so important to me, I really need them to stay hydrated, which means giving them a good quality salt. I used to give them one of these white salt blocks, but they barely touch the thing. Oh, can you blame them? This thing tastes terrible. <sighs> the solution. <laughs> Uh-uh, this is not for you. This is for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Go get some water. Hiya! I ditched the block and now I give him Redmond Rock instead. It helps keep my horses healthy, happy, and hydrated. And it tastes good too. Mmm, <laughs> that was really good. Kind of thirsty. They have the right idea. My horses and I aren't the only ones who love Redmond Rock. It's the number one selling brand of equine salt rock in America. And it's received a whole lot of five-star reviews from happy horse owners. Oh, this one's my favorite. And I'm pretty sure if horses could type, they'd give it five stars too. We tried that once, didn't we? Bert Rainholds. Hey babe, have you seen my phone? Um, babe. Even the mineral blocks with their six or seven artificially added minerals are no match for Redmond Rock. 
This naturally has over 60 beneficial trace minerals. I love what it's done for my horse's health. I wouldn't give him anything else. You could say, once you go rock, you never go block. A few months ago, this one brought home one of these pink Himalayan rocks, thinking it was the same thing. Bless his heart. They are similar, but this one was mined all the way over in Pakistan, whereas Redmond Rock has been mined right here in Utah since 1958 by all American boys like John the Miner over here. So, if you want to give your horses the best salt on the planet, Redmond Rock is a no-brainer. Yeah, a no-brainer. Maybe you're wondering, what if my horse doesn't like Redmond Rock? My recommendation, get a new horse. Kidding, if you and your horse aren't fully satisfied with your Redmond Rock for any reason, return it for a full refund. That's the Redmond guarantee. So get yours today at redmondrock.com so you can spend more time doing what you love and less time worrying about your horse's health. Isn't that right, Pony Danza? We're gonna be late for the game. Let's go, come on. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, in the studio with me, my co-host, Top Equestrian, Paulette Stout. And joining us by phone, I have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. Dr. Kayot, welcome back to the show. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Lovely to have you with us again. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what to do and not do uh, with the foal when it's uh, newly born. Actually, I have a very good friend who's an excellent horsewoman who had a problem uh, with her foal this week and had to call a veterinarian, and the foal had to actually go into Peterson and Smith. And that's kind of what inspired me to go over the important do's and don'ts for a foal. So let's talk about, first of all, Dr. Kayok, concerns about a foal if it's uh, born with any at least immediate obvious health concerns and what those might be and risk factors uh, for the foal to have any problems. Right. Well, you know, foals can be, let me just, let me just preface this by saying that Mother Nature takes care of probably 95 to 98% of it. So we have her to thank that most of the time <laughs> things come out just fine. <laughs> so with that being, that being said, um, there can be any sort of problem with a foal from, from um, uh, deformation um, to um, uh, congenital <laughs> problems um, to problems during the birth. Um, you know, dur during partuition, um, that can lead to obviously uh, a varying degree of, of severe problems. Whether you know some of them might not be as bad, and some of them could obviously be fatal. So there's all kinds of things that can happen. Um, you know, some of the 
some of the um, less worrisome things are mildly contracted tendons or legs. We can deal with those generally pretty well. Um, even if even if it was a dystocia or a difficult birth, um, there are some risk factors that that can be present. But if it wasn't um, too bad, meaning the, the, the foal, you didn't have to work too terribly hard to get the foal out, um, those things generally turn out pretty well in the end. Um, obviously, um, severe deformities and, and then those sorts of things um, can be a problem. Uh, problems with the, with the um, uterus or the placenta um, throughout the pregnancy can lead to problems down the road as, as far as, as, as your foaling goes. So it can be quite a wide range of things, but in general, um, if you've had some sort of abnormality during birth, it's always a good idea to immediately start the, start the full on anti-inflammatories, that being banamine, antibiotics, because a lot of those things help a foal that is compromised, and we, we assume that if things don't go normally, this foal is compromised in some way. And so we're going to try to um, give as much help to, to this baby as, as we possibly can. And, and it may, it may um, you, you may end up having to put the, put the, put the foal on fluids, or there could be all sorts of uh, array of central nervous system things to, to deal with, you know, if, if the foal ends up seizing. So there, there's so many things that can happen. Um, that, that, could, that could be due to something like neonatal sepsis or maybe um, a prolonged birth, asphyxia or something like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Anything that is abnormal during the birth, whether it be that sort of thing, whether the mare had placentitis, whether there was a, 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 a you know, a, the, the foal was stuck, um, if it was a red bag where, where, the, where, the, where the placenta actually detaches, the whole thing detaches from the uterus and, and thus the, thus the whole, uh, foal has been deprived of some oxygenated blood and that sort of thing can all lead to, um, you know, problems with the foal. And, and any of those things you, you try to... Um, nip in the bud, so to speak, by being fairly aggressive early on um, right. within, within the first few hours of life, if possible, if you know it happened, you know, if you're, if you're present for the, for the birth, obviously, a lot of times people wake up and, oh, there's a new set of legs in the field, and, <laughs> and you know, yes. you weren't prepared for it, that, that's common too, so, you know, but um, um, that being said, if there's any sort of abnormality. Um, that is a good place to start. Dr. Um, Kayot, um, yeah. even those are, those are percentages, uh, smaller percentages of, of things that would happen that's um, premature, you know, like you're saying, red bagging, things like that. But if there, you have a lot of things that happen, even with the normal foaling, what I've had this year is foals trying to nurse, but they just don't latch on, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. What, yeah. Are, there. what is the time, the timeline from the time that a mare goes into heat as to 
um, when the placenta and the afterbirth should, should be expelled, and then when the foal should be getting up, when the foal should be nursing, what would right. be a timeline right. for that? Do you like right. the one, two, three, Dr. Kayot? Well, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good rule of thumb. I try not to categorize it like that, okay, but the foal should be up within an hour, the mare should be clean, you know, should have the placenta out within an hour or two. That's normal. However, we don't really get nervous. It's not the textbook tell us, well, it's not a retained placenta until it's been in for eight hours. Mm. But some horses might be dying at eight hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've had other horses that have had placentas in, in the, stuck in them for a couple days, and we're just fine. Really? Wow. So, you know, it... You have those normal things, but I don't like to say this is when it should happen. This is the way it should happen. Because so the one, two, three, just for our listeners, is a healthy foal standing at one hour, nursing at right. two hours, and three hours um, passing the first feces. So that's the kind of, I guess, textbook if the foal mm -hmm. read the textbook. Uh, many right. of them didn't. Um, so you shouldn't panic if you don't get the one, two, three. Um, yeah, but certainly it's a good guideline to go by, you know. That's as, correct. As far as, and, yeah. And as far as Paulette was talking about, you know, these foals that, <laughs> that won't latch on, I mean, this is, this is common. They might be, quote, what we call a little dummy. Um, and we don't know why they become dummy. The, the, the theory is that they had some deprivation of oxygen at birth, but we don't really know. Um, the worst thing you could probably do is try to fight them and push them up and make them, you know, try to quote unquote make them nurse because all they do is they just fight against you. You can try to guide them in the in the right direction and certainly if they haven't nursed within the first, you know, couple hours, they probably need to have at least be be tubed with some of that colostrum because Basically, foals can absorb immunoglobulins or the protective antibodies that are in the colostrum for the first 12 hours. The textbooks say 14, but you really lose that, that absorptive ability after 12 hours to where they're really efficient. So you really need to get that colostrum in them relatively soon. Um, it's not anything to be panicked about if it's been several hours and they, and they still haven't consumed a lot. But... Um, you know, it, it, you need to you need to get something into them within the first couple of hours, whether that be a veterinarian tube them or some of them will go to a bottle. But try not to, to do, do that as much because some of them will like the bottle. Like the bottle, that's yeah, right. right. That's right. Yes, and then that's a real problem because. Unless you want to be out there feeding that baby all the time, <laughs> yes, you really want true. mom to step up to the plate and do that. And so. checking the udder is a good idea as well, just in case there is an issue on the mother end as well. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. Uh, it looks like we just got the sign to wrap up this segment already, which flew by. So I think wow. we might need a segment next week yeah, on the rest. A, a, yes, a, we got a lot more to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot I can talk about with this. Uh, you're busy next Wednesday, Dr. K, at this same time, okay? All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. K, from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, petersonsmith.com, 237-6151 for more information. Check them out on the web. We'll be back in just a few minutes with David J on the Horse Talk Show.
Okay, like, I'm... This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now! This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now, or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, <coughs> Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have my co-host, Paulette Stout. And we have a special guest here this week that I'm rather excited to have with us, because he met John Wayne. No, for a million reasons. Uh, horse trainer, clinician, entertainer, medieval times performer. I've always wanted to go to medieval times. So in case anyone wants to take me out on a date, that's where I want to go. Uh, I have David Jay with us in the studio. David, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Uh, gosh, just from spending a few minutes with you before the show made me very yes. glad I came in early. <laughs> that was a lot more than I knew. Yeah. Um, let's start out with the beginning. How old were you when you started in horses? Were you oh, a young child? Three or four. Yes. Wonderful. We were jumping then. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, we was it had, a family thing? Was it? Oh yeah, yes. I had a sister that was one year older than me, and uh, my sister Elizabeth, and she uh, she was a heck of a horseman, and she was like Paulette here. She became a jockey, and she was a great jump rider. You know? Really, uh, a, a tough rider, and wasn't my style. I had to find dressage and other ways to do this business. Because I wasn't as courageous, let's just put really? it that way. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was always a little uh, standoffish mm -hmm. to the horses. 
you know, I didn't want Not to have so my feet stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so um, we just rode all the time. And actually, it got to about a certain point in life, and I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, we had been expected to win since we were children. We always had about 30 or 40 horses, and Father said, if you get second, you get the stick, just like that. So, and my sister and I had won about 3,500 trophies by the time we were 18 years old. Wow. And I used to give them to my friends as play toys. Because you, you know, had so many. Yeah, and only the big ones like that we kept. Oh my you know, I think she has a bunch now. She used to always, on the bottom, it was scratched our names. And I had two more sisters that were showing horses, but they were not, they couldn't take the abuse. <laughs> by that, the, that's a lot of kids, you know, the parents are tough on some of these yeah, kids. Yeah, tough. And it makes them quit early. But uh, it's no fun if it's. <coughs> so if you went to look at our trophy collection, and my sister had said, uh, we all called her Betty Elizabeth, and so it said Betty on the bottom of every trophy. It said Champion Boy, California State Champion Boy, Betty. <laughs> and she'd say, I won that trophy. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> Look at what it says on the front. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kind of hectic and kind of fun, and we were competitors. But it made us both good because... That, was that in California? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the whole West Coast, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you showed in San Francisco, and then you showed maybe up in Oregon, and then you showed in Southern Cal, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, occasionally we came out to Madison Square and mm -hmm. did a jumping thing there or something, but... It, that was too far for us. We were California people. And, and you showed Western, and the best Western in the world was California. Mm -hmm. Really? You know. Yeah. My two best friends were the Ingersoll brothers, and Bobby Ingersoll invented the snaffle bit maturity. Mm -hmm. And so those were pretty good guys. Yes. And, and younger brother, you know, was not too bad either. And we... we uh, I went to four of his weddings, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't mind me asking, because I always have an interest in the history, because some of the older trainers that have been around and seen it, done it, don't got the t-shirt, don't care to do it so much, is like David Jay, who has all the knowledge and all the skill there. How old are you? 76. And he's still riding. Barely. But he's still, he, he rode the Frisians on my property. I rode And he up. also has eyes on my ground <laughs> yes. for, he does the eyes on the ground for my Spanish walk and for my, my passage and my pee-off and, you know, all those things. Yes, wow. he's eyes on the ground. The so after coming, let's, so let's just go back to coming out of your childhood, did you then stay with the horses just forever? Or did you get like uh, the whole, kind, no, I'm no, rebel, played, rebelling for a while? I wanted to play football in college and then I ran track and. I did the decathlon and tall and slim. Yeah, and so <laughs> I I was pretty good. You know, I ran an under four minute mile and things like that. Wow. 
but uh, during high school I got sick and stayed in bed for 16 months and I couldn't oh, get up because I had a bad heart and th there was a, a bad murmur because there was a blood clot in there from rheumatic fever and they said if you exercise you'll die and you're going to have to stay behind a desk the rest of your life. And I said, uh, every time the and parents... And this was, what, 60 years ago? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's what it was. Younger That's than amazing. that, it was 62 years ago. Oh, my God. And I said, rather than lay in bed, I would rather die. So every time the parents left, I got up and started to walk around the block. And then I started to run. And then I became a mile runner. But in one of these runs, bam, that blood clot hit so hard. It was supposed to kill me. And, and instead, it broke up into a million pieces and dispersed. And wow. right on the miracle. spot, I was okay. Just like that. Oh, my gosh. Now, why it happened and how, who knows. But, you know, odd things like that make you who you are in life. Well, yeah. apparently you Isn't were supposed neat? to stick around, right? <laughs> yeah, that yeah, wasn't meant to be. something was supposed to happen. You're right. Yes. You know, the, and then I quit showing horses for a few years, and, and then I went back to teaching kids again, and I was always good at that. I liked it. And uh, then, you know, off I went to the East Coast here, which was a strange experience for a <laughs> Californian mm -hmm. and so uh, and on the East Coast I did some point-to-points and fox hunting and you know just funky things that I never thought I would do in life you probably did a little bit of what I did when you weren't showing and competing so aggressively and always trying to win you wanted to start enjoying it a little bit because horses are fun. amazing mm -hmm. so then I went into theater I did Camelot and off-Broadway thing as King Arthur because I wanted to do, I, I wanted to do theater, but then I, I wanted to do something in show business. So then I joined the Lipizzan show because it was show business on horses. Oh, how wonderful! So I uh, love theater. And I was just a chorus writer in the beginning, you know. And karma works works against you or for you. So it just worked its way up, you know, the karma. So Pretty how long were you in the Lipizzan show? Shoot, I don't know, 16, 18 years? In the Lipizzan show? Yeah. How All amazing. together. I, I left and came back and left and came back and left and came back. And then a few years ago, I trained for him down in Orlando and had fun, you know, for a few years with the young ladies. So that's that were basically there. your dressage beginnings. There you the go. And on that note, hold on. We got we just got the one minute sign. So that means that we really got about thirty seconds now. So we're coming At least right we back. We didn't with, get the high sign. I know that you're number one, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm always worried about that with Tom Schmidt. Uh, we're gonna come back. We've got David for a couple more segments. So we're we're just right at the dressage. We're gonna come back on that and carry on with the story. So stay with us on the horse talk show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This show is brought to you in part by Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tax Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs.
This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, <coughs> presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host, Paulette Stout, and she brought a friend. Today, I'm very excited to meet David Jay. We've been chatting a little bit about uh, his life, and we were on to the dressage. David, we were on to the dressage. But I gotta, we got to show this, oh. this. This is what got me going. Like So before, the, I don't know how well you can see this, but before the show started, um, he was showing me some of the people he taught to, uh, to ride. And this is Linda Carter. And those of you old enough to remember, <laughs> she played Wonder Woman. And I remember when I first moved to America watching those shows, on the back, it was back when I watched television, and I remember her, and I was so impressed with her that I own several Wonder Woman costumes. Well, you should have been. <laughs> she, she was a nice lady. I'm sure. You know, my age, at the, I think she was younger by some. And uh, And you probably hated training beautiful women like that. Oh, it's hated probably terrible. <laughs> I did a vet memu for a movie, you know. And well, who was the one that was in 10? Bo Derrick. Oh, Bo Derrick's a friend. Her and John were friends. And John was a heck of a nice guy. I loved him. And Bo, this is a great story now. That you know, nakedness is art to them. It's just art. It's not a naked. So I'm sitting there, and they were in the screening room, and Bo and a kitty cat. Kitty cat's got a necklace, and she's got a tiara in the shot, and then. 
the kitty cat has a tr and she has a necklace and then it's bow naked at the pool then it's bow naked on a horse and it's bow naked running across a field and and she goes, what do you think of that shot? And I said, it's great artwork. Look at the lighting. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's the best picture he's ever taken. You got taste. And I go, thank you. So naked is artwork. And she's just Good poking to know. me and like that. And I'm just going, So next oh. time I go to the ride my horse at the beach, I'm You're just going to go naked. naked. <laughs> you know, sure. If anyone says, hey, you're not supposed to be naked on the beach, I'm going to say, it's art. It's art. Yeah, it's <laughs> art. It's Look at the way the light is hitting my body. <laughs> and you can say it like that, body. Body, yes. <laughs> Look at my bum. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. When you, I when I first joined the Lipizzan show, we had uh, a 20-piece orchestra. We had a conductor and a director and, you know, the whole shooting match and the the costume lady was British, and the direct and the the uh, conductor was British, and his name was George Whedon, and his brother was a famous guitarist in London, and he, he used to tell you stories about his dog, cute little tyke, ain't he, mate? <laughs> cute little tyke. Oh, I haven't heard that <laughs> yeah. for a long time. So you yeah. know it's real. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and he said it to me every day, so I know. He said, "You see him. His name is LV." Short for Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it was very oh, cute. Yeah, we had fun. And then I would go in and she said, look at that. Your cosy's lost a button. <laughs> Cardi. <laughs> yeah, so Short I, for cardigan. She said, you know what's going to happen to you if you lose a second button? You won't have any buttons. <laughs> <laughs> they were very cute. But That's that your was British fun. banter for today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, British banter. So but, tell us about dressage and... and uh, well, dressage itself, that's a way of life. Yeah. Simple as that. That's true. It's a way of life. Uh, I was riding Was that your favorite jumpers. discipline? Yes. No, I was just so bad at dressage that I started to learn it. <laughs> I w that was always my worst thing. I was in three-day eventing, and I said... Uh, dressage, what the hell is dressage, you know? I know, if you're not tearing across a field, jumping some big, fun, yeah, fast uh, fence, uh, what are you doing? It wasn't any right? fun, you know? You know? I when was like that, too. You went from the Lipizzans to medieval times, though. Well, medieval, well, I, on the Lipizzan show was a training ground. We had guys from the Spanish riding school. We mm. had lots of Europeans. And I still have one of them that lives here in town, uh, Peter Van Boers. He's a Brit, too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've got to ride with these people from around the world. Mm -hmm. And the boss didn't know anything about horses, so he supplied them, you trained them, and you did what you wanted, and it was a heck of a training ground. You know, oh, so, yes, we have photos. So we were experimenting. We're going to put photos up while you're oh. speaking. So if you're joining us on Facebook, not on the radio, you can see these. If not, you can go to the Horse Talk Show on Facebook and watch this. Um, we've got some cool photos. See, there was a, a Labad on a Lipitzaner. That was Enrico. I loved that horse. I bought him in New York. Beautiful. Wow. And that's an Andy that, at the last second, they said to me, uh, Santa Barbara, the big international show in California, they said, we need you for an entertainer there because uh, we had another show and they've canceled. There I was 12 or 14, won the uh, perpetual trophy three years in a row and 
Well, you had to. You were in trouble, right? <laughs> that was a three-day event. Oh, love that. Ram Tap. And at that time, there were only two three-day events in California. That's beautiful. Oh, that was medieval times with my assistant trainer, uh, Jennifer. Really? Yeah, that was Jennifer. Now we fast forward in oh, green some, color now. That's an old man there. No. <laughs> Rubbish. Who the, who the heck is that old man? He's so a very nice some rider. La <laughs> some lady had asked me if I would, a young lady, she's a, she's a trainer, asked me if I would ride a couple. And there I was long riding a bit. This Beautiful. was a now, lady that lives. Is that an illusion too? No, that was a Lusitano. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Would take anything. He was actually a very nice horse. He does a lot of long lining. Lot of, like I, I enjoyed the long rein. You know, you can, you can do more if you know it mm -hmm. than anything else. Now, that's medieval times. You can't see out of those helmets. <laughs> so I asked this horse to stand up and hop. But I didn't know how far up he had gotten. You know, because you can't see it. How do you do that, not being able to see out of the helmet? You just cue the cue you had. That's that. And, and they do it. And, yeah, and every time... Isn't that a little disconcerting, though, when you can't see? No, that's, the, you know, back on the lip that's show trust. or anything else. It's a relationship. I, yes, and <laughs> I did seven nights a week for years and years, seven, and medieval times, seven nights a week. And... So, you know, the aid is the aid. I know I'm going to get something because I put the aid on, it goes. That's as simple as that, you know. I still want to see where I'm going, though. He, he also <laughs> did the Rose Bowl Parade, too. Oh, and, too and many times. And when I went times. out there, he's too going, many times. He, he instructed me all about the Rose Bowl Parade, and he was exactly right. <laughs> I told her that'll be the worst experience of your whole life. It's tough. It's the longest five miles in the world. It is. You start at six in the morning, you ride up and sit on your horse yeah, until nine when they start the horse parade. Yeah, but we got there at midnight. We got we went oh, to I bed know. and got up at well, eleven o'clock PM we have, you have and to stayed be, the night. Yes, you have to be on scene yeah. by eleven or twelve o'clock. There's no yeah. no Are way you around serious? it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Awake and, all night. And, and then when is it over? When it's over. When I, when I was hours, a right? little boy, our, you know that. Where you turn. Right there by the houses. Where you turn. He lives there. That first house. I grew up in that house. At the Rose Bowl Parade. At the Rose Bowl Parade. We have to go and take our break. But we're going to come back. We have one more segment with David J. I'm looking forward to seeing what else might be in the golden book. <laughs> Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. I have some other. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. 
When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equus Inn by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equus Inn. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout, and special guest David Jay. We've been chatting uh, about some very cool things in the break. Uh, tell me about John Wayne. I uh, was John <laughs> Wayne's biggest fan when well, I was a little you know, girl. When he wasn't doing something, he was rather sloppy. You know, his shirt was out, and his Funny. pants were too long, and his, and his hair was sticking out of his hat like this, and he didn't have any hair up here. Really? Yes, and he wore a I toupee. I think I always saw him with a cowboy hat. <laughs> he wore a toupee for years. Really? Yeah. Aww. And uh, a lot of those people were nice to me because, you know, if they wanted horse stuff, and I was with Glenn Randall, who trained Trigger and... Oh, and Roy mm -hmm. Rogers and we went to lunch with Roy once and you know and Glenn used to tell me Trigger had 150 human word vocabulary he said and and he he came to my I, he lived in my backyard for 10 years or 15 and I would say Trigger go around to the front door and knock a couple of times I'll come around and give you a carrot and feed you and Trigger would go around to the front and paw on the front door and then go back to the back and wait at the window. And Glenn said, I'd have to get up and go feed Trigger. Oh, my gosh, how amazing. Was, <laughs> and Glenn did the Ben-Hur picture, you know, the chariot races. Mm -hmm. and, and that's an interesting story because Glenn had six lipids honors to do the chariots with, not 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 Arabs. They sent him Lippitz Honors. So he has these horses in harness and they're in an octagon tent and he says, here boys, and they, he said the cutest thing happened. He's a Nebraska cowboy that went to Hollywood to train for the picture business. And he said, these horses hopped to me, hopped. He said, cute, turned around and hopped back to their place and stood down and turned around and faced me. And some tall, fancy fellow with an Austrian accent says, I'm Patheisky from the Spanish Riding School. And go. Glenn said, 
I'm Randall from Hollywood. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm Podhysky. And he said, I'm Randall. And he said, this went on forever. And finally he said, let me see the Corbettes. He said, what the hell are those? And he said, the hopping on the hind legs of the Lipizzaners. So the, he said, we need to trade information. <laughs> and they did. And they did. And they sent a guy to California, and then he was still alive when I was there first with Glenn. That was, his name was Adolf Delbos. He was one of the head trainers at the writing school, went to Hollywood with Glenn, but he stayed 38 years until he passed away. Really? And so this old trick horse guy who trained movie horses was the greatest high school man and dressage people in the world because they had the Spanish writing school. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask you two close. questions. Sure. And we've we've probably only got about four or five minutes yeah. left because time radio time flies. So, yeah. But um, question one is the most exciting moment of your whole life, and question two is anything on your bucket list that you want to accomplish. No, I'm too old to even think of a bucket list. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to write at the Spanish Writing School, just really? just to do, you know, to be that good. Mm -hmm. I never was that good yet. We don't believe you. I wasn't <laughs> bad, but I wasn't that good. And the most exciting time. Yes, most exciting moment ever. Can't think of one. That's because you got so many. I yes. know, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, you get so many but you, in life. But you were really known for doing a passage and pee off. Yeah, that I was rather, everybody came to me to get, because when I started doing it, no, it wasn't had. You know, uh, Kira Downton was the whole Olympic team once. And then, uh, and then the... Uh, Irish girl that was in San Francisco was the next one, and then Hilda Gurney. That was the Olympic team. You saw two horses, three horses in your career do a passage and a peel. I mean, it just wasn't had. So do you still teach people now? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's and, my and favorite people in part. Driving. I was, I was going to say that's the picture of me at 12 years old in the Tevis Cup. <laughs> Heather and Jeremy a, Reynolds, I hope you're listening. On a hackney pony. In the pony. Tevis Cup. On a hackney pony. Well, <laughs> that's 1957. That? We started the ride in 55. Oh, my God. My yes. father. Talk about history. My father <laughs> and Wendell Roby and everybody else. You know, there was like, the first year there was seven riders. I've got a, the book with all the pictures of the Seven history. riders? of the history of the Tevis Cup. I gotta send it to Heather. <laughs> and so I have this book that's every old picture of the Tevis Cup that my mother used to go to the stops with water. It was We didn't think it was gonna be a big deal. <laughs> There you go. You know, it was a bunch Talk about of history. it was this a is bunch of old in the making. <laughs> cowboys riding. Okay, Wendell Roby said, you know, a mailman did this once and had to do it, and we're just as tough as they were. We can do this. How amazing. And that's how it started. And then And now it's huge. Tevis was the he rode fifteen hundred straight miles on horseback, but he changed horses every three or four miles. He just jumped to another horse and he was called the Iron Man. And he owned Wells Fargo Bank. So consequently 
you get Tevis involved and you can buy the land to keep the ride for the next hundred years. And oh that's gosh. why Tevis got involved. So in Wendell Robies, he owned Heart of California Federal Savings and Loan, decides, you know, you got to get smarter than just me to keep this thing going. And he had a mind that worked for a hundred years in advance. Wow. And so we went riding with him. You know, when we weren't at a horse show, we were trail riding in the woods. And when we, when I wasn't doing that, I was down doing eventing and just kept going on and on like that. So you've know. been horsing around your whole life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and uh, the, you know, the Lipizzan show was a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. And Peter and I went almost for the same reason to escape exes. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's always the get away from the act. Yeah, yeah, and, and just have fun. Yeah. And that's what we were doing But the there. medieval time was, was not as fun because you were running it. Yeah, well, medieval times was fun, too, because that's a manly job. I, love I have all time. these young boys, they can't ride a horse, and you say, you want to be a knight in this show? Do it like this. And they got to say, yes, sir, and do it. And learn to ride. And, and I toss sticks to them forever in circles trotting around me and they would catch the stick and throw it back. First day, catch the stick, throw it back. They learned to ride so fast you thought they were dressage riders. <laughs> That's incredible. And they were great boys. And, and David, I, you, you're, you've, gosh, you've had an amazing life. Your stories are incredible. You've met amazing people. What an honor to have you on the show. Yeah, we but all, he's still we're going on. on. He's we're still going. He teaches I, Linda Evans in I, the driving world. She's I, my gosh. I say uh, I'm a has-been, but it was fun. We don't believe you. We think you are an R. Got to wrap it up. Uh, closing this segment, coming back with Jessica Lynn from Earth Song Ranch. Going to get David to stay with us till the end of the show. I'm Louisa Barton. I'll be back in just a minute. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it.
Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the last segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. This segment brought to you by Earth Song Ranch in California. Jessica Lynn joining us on the phone in the studio, my co-host Paulette Stout, and we have David Jay here with us, still special guest we had in the studio. He's had some great stories. I know he's got lots more to tell. Uh, Jessica, welcome back to the show. It's lovely to have you with us. Thank you. We're going to talk about something that's very important and near to the heart to most horse lovers, and that is their dogs. Almost everybody I know that owns a horse owns a dog, and your barn buddy is very important to you. Jessica specializes in holistic health for animals and people, and um, she's helped mine, family, two-legged and four-legged. Uh, Jessica, let's talk a little bit about barn buddies, um, dogs. A lot of people are very... Um, interested or have tried to feed their dogs raw food, um, assuming that it's a good natural source, but it may not necessarily be organic or holistic or even healthy, uh, depending on the source. Can you talk a little bit about how important diet is for our, our canine buddies? Well, diet, well, here's the thing. Okay, I like what you said in the very beginning, because just about everybody I know that has a horse has a dog, but mm-hmm. not everybody that has a dog has a horse. <laughs> True. So, okay? People um, want easy, but easy isn't necessarily the most helpful for their animals. Like, they want to go to some cheap kibble, they want to do whatever. That's what's causing a lot of the health challenges in the animals. What I like to do when I do with my clients is we take a look and we get a really good basic kibble that is a non-grain. Mm-hmm. They can give them some raw food a couple times a week, which is real easy. I mean, they can make meatballs up and keep them in the freezer and bring them out the days that they're going to give them some raw. Mm-hmm. But one of the other basics I really like is called Grandma Lucy's, and they're out of Orange County. They're a freeze-dried company that does um, whole holistic-type dog foods. They're all freeze-dried. So what I put my client's dog on, in which my dogs have been on for years, um, is their freeze-dried premix. And it has fruits and vegetables and other things in it. And you can add that to the raw. You can add it to canned food. You can add it to kibble. But it gives them the balance that they really need. Because if we put our money into food, it keeps them healthier longer. And you have lower vet bills and maybe sometimes none at all. Now, as far as the raw goes, do you need to be concerned about the source of that? Um, I'm, I usually am. Some people aren't. We don't know anymore the sources of half of the meat that we get. And now that out here, I think probably across the country because of the pandemic, you know, people are getting limited to what they can get at the meat department in the grocery store. When I went the other day, you were limited to three packages, one of uh, beef, one of chicken, and one of pork. And you should never feed dogs pork because um, if it's not cooked, then they can get, you know, the worms from the pork if there's any in there. Right. Parasites, yeah. Parasites. But anyway, um, I try to get USDA-grade beef that, you know, is grown more holistically when I give it to my dogs. But I also give them chicken wings and things, too. But I give those to them raw. And I tell my clients to, not tiny dogs, though. My dogs are, you know, Border Rossies and Border Collies and, and Australian Shepherds. Now, it, se- it seems to be to me, and I've seen a lot of this lately on social media, people that I know, actually I tagged you in one the other day that a friend of mine posted, 
But a lot of people, especially at this time of year in Florida, we start to see a lot of dogs that get really itchy, especially if they're yes. out in the barn quite often, even with uh, flea prevention and things like that. If your dog is out a lot at the barn in the field with your horse and it gets, it could be allergic to grass or pollens or a number of yep. different things. But a lot of times this starts on the inside and it's a... It can, it exactly. can stem from diet, and, and a lot of, no offense to our veterinarians out there, because obviously they're trying to make the horse, um, the dog rather, feel better, so they're going to go right to maybe an antibiotic, which it might need, because it might have scratched an infection into, uh, you know, into a sore spot, so that might certainly may be a, a good option. But at the same time, sometimes not addressing, like, the internal, and there can be an internal issue, like something in the diet. Can you exactly. talk about that? Yeah, most of the time it's a grain or something else. And if you can't read the name of the ingredient or you can't pronounce it, don't feed it to your dog or your horse. Yes. Because yes. a lot of the junk that's in there is what causes the skin issues. However, I'm going to take it another step further. Also, over-vaccination of our dogs causes the skin issues. Yeah. It causes, true. they'll start licking between their toes, they'll lick the bottoms of their pads. Also, if you're in an area where they use Roundup or they use chemical fertilizers on grass, that will trigger them faster than anything. Good point. So in other words, even if you're not using it in your yard, but you're taking your dog to somebody else's or to a play area or to another barn where they might be using it, even if you're boarding your horse somewhere, perhaps you're taking your dog to the boarding barn and you don't know what they're using. I know my dogs eat grass all the time, like yep. constantly. Now, fortunately, they stay mostly in my yard and I don't use any of that, but, uh, but that's a good point mm -hmm. is what's yeah, in the grass. My dogs only eat grass in the spring, which they've been doing recently. They've been seeking it out. Yeah. But they won't usually eat it the rest of the year. I don't use any chemicals here at all. So why and do they eat grass in the spring, Jessica? Because <laughs> um, it helps them with digestion. It gives them some nutrients that they wouldn't normally get. Mine I mean, just like the horses will seek out dandelions in the peaches spring. peaches and pears. <laughs> they? Mine have been eating peaches and pears peaches lately. Peaches and pears. They really like yeah. the peaches, but I run out to make sure they don't swallow the seeds or chew those up. That's right. There's well, cyanide in the seed, I understand. Really? Yeah, oh. No, there isn't a peach pit. It is yeah. cyanide. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I thought that maybe my dogs were eating grass because they'd been around my horses too much and they were just no. copying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I have... I have to keep my whole, I have to keep Aries out of the horse food and I have to keep the puppy out of the hay. I, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. You wouldn't think I'm like, maybe they're just watching the horses and they're like, well, it must be good. They keep eating it. She keeps giving it to them. And now they're on the grass. I'm like, oh, my, my gosh. My peacocks <laughs> eat the gardenia flowers. Your peacocks eat gardenias. Gardenia yeah. flowers. How interesting. They eat the flowers. Mm. So any other tips for uh, for dog health? Yeah. Obviously, we the root Yeah, you do. Try to, find, try to get the best food that you can possibly get. I mean, I'm not opposed to kibble. I feed Nutro Essentials, is which is a no-grain food. Mm -hmm. And it has chicken and sweet potato and potato in it. And it's a basic, just, you know, give them some extra nutrient type thing with protein. Mm -hmm. But mix it up. You know, see if your dog would like some steamed vegetables sometime, you know. Mm -hmm. Give them some raw food. You could also cook for them. Mm -hmm. But again, until this meat situation gets worked out, it might be hard to get, you know, meat for the dogs too. Yes, that's true. You know, 
but yeah, that's why I like Ramalusi because you've got an option with them, you know, to do the freeze-dried where, you know, one bag lasts me about three months for four dogs, and it's very reasonable. And they're getting extra nutrition, which they'd have out in the wild. Right. That's true. You're right. Mm -hmm. uh, I Jessica? Mean, we have a product called um, oh, Canine no, Wellness that we developed for dogs, you know, that need some extra nutrition, which I sent you some. Yes, I love that. I, thank yeah. you so much. And you well, can it get... Has vitamin uh, C and other things in it, and, you know, the dogs do really well on it. They do. Uh, Aries is so much better just since you sent me a bag. Oh, good. You can get more information on uh, Jessica Lynn and Earthsong Ranch online. Jessica, I want to thank you uh, for joining us this week so much on the show. That went fast. The show flew by. I want to thank David J for being with us. Paulette. Uh, next week, we have Lynn Palm in the studio with us. And uh, Jessica, I want to wish you a great week. And thank you again. And uh, whether you are in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.